0: Hey guys, welcome to the number ninety-nine ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today we'll be recapping the Wizards vs. Cavaliers game, along with giving my overall breakdown during that. My overall breakdown of the Wizards, and we'll also be previewing the Wizards at. Raptors game tonight. Hope you guys are doing great this episode. Do subscribe, follow, share, view. We did it, one thousand eight hundred and fifty views before the hundredth episode of Whist Talk with Chase. You guys will be getting two episodes of Wiz Talk with Chase the day after the hundredth episode of Whist Talk with Chase. And the hundredth episode of Whist Talk with Chase is coming soon. I'm trying to get some stuff done, I'm trying to plan some things so that we can you know get to that hundredth episode, and have it special. And that is why I have been doing a lot of double recap and preview at the same time, I do want to give you a quick update, I'm not going to be doing the top 10 players on the Wizards for quarter of the season, I know I said I would do that, but I just think, right now, I mean, it's just so hard to predict, kind of, and see, really, who are the top 10 players in the Wizards, because each game, I change my opinion, so I think I'm going to wait till the, until the halfway point, um, to, to, to give my overall, um, you know, prediction, and not my prediction, my overall breakdown, really, on the top 10 players in the Wizards, but um, the overall breakdown of the Wizards is going to be coming up during my recap, which I am going to start now. And it was Wizards versus Cavaliers, and mm, this was not the best game. And, you know, the Wizards just got an early lead, good start, right? Really love what I was seeing. But then things just fell apart dramatically. And all of a sudden, you're down by 19 at halftime. And even though the Cavaliers are a good team, don't get me wrong— you really don't want to be down that much to a team last year that was one of the worst teams in the league. You don't want to do that. And you know what? you're down by 19. The Cavaliers don't even have Colin sex. you're down by 19, you lose all the momentum. Okay, it's fine. They still have a talented team. They'll pick it back up. It's not always how it works. At least not according to the, to the Wizards. They did not have the best night. They they really didn't. They, I mean, they ended up only losing by fifteen. But the lead. <laughs> this was a game that I really did not like to watch. It was thirty six at some point. For the Cavaliers a thirty six point lead. A thirty six point lead. How do you know, guys? Do you guys know how insane that is? Thirty six point lead. And the Wizards got to learn how to adjust. And let me just start off with some stats. Great game from Darius Garland. 32 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists in the steal, plus 29. Great game from him. Evan Mo, uh, not Evan Mope, excuse me. Jared Allen, the other big man, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. Great game from him. And Laurie Marken in 15 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, along with a, do- a double-digit uh, point performance off the bench from Kevin Love. And the first, the main seven guys, Really, that got uh, out of the main eight guys that got um, 13 or more minutes for the Cavaliers. um, Seven of those eight had a positive plus minus. And the largest uh, plus minus for the Cavaliers, where a player was Darius Garland, at a plus 29. But just moving on to the Wizards stats, this was, and I know I'm talking so down, right? Don't worry, we'll, we'll pick back up in this episode. I mean, you can only describe down in this. Bradley Beal was a minus 26. Kyle Kuzma was a minus 32. Cadavius Kladow-Pope was a minus 31. Spencer Dimity a minus 18. Gafford was like one of the best of the team, minus 13. Yes, they did have some guys that were positive. Actually, every single one uh, player off the bench had a positive plus minus. But a lot of those guys just played minutes at the end of the game. Like Corey Kishper, for example. And Anthony Gill, for example. When the game was already over, they just took out a lot of their players. This was a bad game for the Wizards, but they, they still can improve, right? When Bradley Beal, the top free throw shooter in the league, so far percentage-wise, shoots 50% from the free throw line and then is also shooting 6 of 17 from the field, along with 1 assist from a guy that me and Justin Kutcher, a lot of different broadcasters as well, think this guy should be averaging seven, 5, 6, 7 assists a game. And he's only more like six, seven, eight assists a game. And he, ha- and he had one. I would much rather Bradley Beale have 10 10 and 10 than 30 0 and 0. I really would. Uh, I just, I need Beal to get uh, more well rounded, right? And just thinking about this overall breakdown for the Wizards, I mean, this was a game where, I mean, you really don't know what to make of the Wizards. Because one game. You have a great win, no Spencer Dinwiddie in the lineup, and you beat the Dallas Mavericks, led by Luka Doncic. That's a great win, right? But they've also been sloppy recently. Both of their wins against Oklahoma City and Minnesota, which are two out of their last three wins, have been very sloppy. You beat the Oklahoma City team at the bottom of their conference only by a couple of points, and the Timberwolves game, you were down for a while. And it was a very, very tight game. And I know the Timberwolves are good, but the Wizards should still be a really much higher level than these teams. And it makes me really want to question about the Wizards, right? And just make me think about them. If they keep being inconsistent, I'm not sure sure how much longer they could still have an above 60% winning percentage and be a top four seed in the conference like they are now. I'm just not sure of it. Because... Right. They're inconsistent. They, they'll be amazing one game and bad the other. And usually, sadly, inconsistency usually happens to bad. You know, like inconsistent players aren't usually the top players in the league because they're inconsistent and usually moves toward bad. Same thing for NBA teams. When NBA teams are inconsistent. It more, uh, it, it more, you know, tends to be bad and it tends to be at the bottom of conference or not at the bottom of the conference, but not in the playoff spot. And if the Wizards continue to do these ten game stretches, where like they're winning seven out of ten, and then the next stretch they're winning three out of ten, that's averaging out to five hundred, honestly. And already just through those ten stretch of ten games, you're a quarter through the season and you have a fifty percent win percentage. And I'm not saying that's gonna happen. It could be a little bit better, and obviously they could be a lot better. But my point is, if you're like if you could if they continue to be inconsistent in this way and continue to go like three and three in a six game stretch, they're never gonna go anywhere. So I think the main question is, how do you get consistent? Because if they don't stay consistent, it's going to be really hard for this team again to ha- to be one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference and at least stay out of a playing game, and and you know just be in the top uh, six seeds. How do you do this? I think honestly, it's just going to come have to come down to you know just moving the ball around more. Um, it's going to come down to playing better defense. And I think it's just going to come to down, down to working together as a team, making sure that, you know, they're, they're shooting the ball well, it's a lot of different practices, a lot of different drills that they could practice can make this team better. But, I mean, that's not my overall breakdown about this team. This Wizards team has been amazing. This team has improved. This team has gotten much better since last year. And I'm really excited to see that. And as a Wizards fan, I love cheering for this basketball team. I love that they are this good. But I do question, though, when they do have these games. In general, I've liked the Wizards so far this season. They have been good. They have been aggressive. You have guys like Montrezl Harrell breaking out every game. You got Bradley Beal, who is still a little inconsistent. You still have him stepping up. You have Spencer Dinwiddie, who again has been a little inconsistent, but he still is stepping up. You have good players here, and as long as the Wizards can just put it together and still have like an above 60% win percentage, they're going to be a contender all season long. There's just a couple things they got to improve on, and they're in a bad stretch right now. Hopefully, that stretch ends, and they still can get back to being in the promised land and just end up getting the job done. But real quick before we do move on to the preview, because this has been a long recap, and I, I did need to break that down with you guys. In general, though, guys, like I said, though, this is a really good basketball club the Wizards. They just have a couple different things to improve on. This, again, this is a really good team. They just have a couple of different things to improve on, and again, if they just work on the ball movement, work on the defense, work on the shooting, and work on the inconsistency, this is going to be a basketball club that teams are going to have to worry about for years to come. Well, Reacting to the fantasy points, I had Bradley Bill getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. He only got 14 fantasy points. Had a great game from him. I had Spencer Doomity getting 40 to 45 fantasy points, along with over 20 points. He only had 11 fantasy points and 5 total points. Not a great game from him. Darius Garland getting 30 to 40 fantasy points, and he got 60. He an amazing game from him and I had Jared allen getting 15 to 20 fantasy points and he got 53 uh, after his 28 point performance this has been the worst fantasy prediction uh prediction I've ever done none of them were even close they weren't in the same realm of possibility um so uh, I'm gonna take blame on this one but I do promise I will uh, get it together in the future uh, you know predictions I know that was a really really long recap didn't need to break that down with you guys tell me though what you guys think about this wizards team again I really like this team just a couple different things they could improve on to you know, you know, just get better and really stay as such a good team. And I think the reason why I'm getting, uh, you know, upset about it is because they are such a good team. And I just always want to see them be a good team because I know they can do it. And there's just a couple things they do have to improve on to continue to be that team again with an above 60% win percentage and a top four seed in the conference. Moving on to the preview, though, uh, the Wizards are going uh, back on the road after they had a couple games uh, in a row at home. Huh. Starting with the injury report, for the Wizards, Rui Hachimura is out, but it does look like he will be returning pretty soon, and Thomas Bryan is still out. For the Raptors, O.G. is out, Ken Burch is out, and Goran Drogic is out. We've gone to the starting lineup. For the Wizards, it's Spencer, Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, Davis, Pope, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. For the Toronto Raptors, it's Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Precious Achuya. And you know that I always it's so weird to see Precious Achilles as a Toronto Raptors. I always thought of him as a Miami Heat after the rookie season. But yes, that that Kyle Lowry trade is definitely changes Toronto Raptors team. Starting with my prediction, I have the Raptors winning 104 to 96. Starting with my Cobra's catch. I think the Wizards will win because I'm sorry, I think the Raptors, I'm serious to say Wizards, I think the Raptors will win because of the Wizards' defense. You're probably like, chase what are you thinking about the Wizards' defense? It's all going to come down to matchups. Spencer Dimity, I think, will have a lot of issues guarding Fred Van Lee. Bradley Beal will also have some issues and struggle guarding Gary Trent Jr. And same, Kyle Kuzma will have those issues and some struggles uh, guarding Pascal Siakam, right? Those aren't going to be great matchups for them. Right, And because of that, it's going to result in a very uh, efficient shooting performance from the Raptors uh, tonight. But the reason why I think the Wizards stay in the game is because they they, they have done good at going on these stretches to get the back in games. They haven't done it recently in this bad stretch uh, that they've had in these uh, last couple of games that I was just talking about. But they, in general, are good at doing this. But And because they do make these stretches, expect a good offensive performance from Hal Neto and a good defensive performance from Danny Avdia. Unfortunately, though, for the Wizards, I do think they will... Um, be landed their second straight loss and fall to 14 and 10 on the season. Now, I think this is going to be a very, very tight game though. Moving on to spread, despite the score being an eight point difference. Moving on to spread time, it's Raptors minus one, Wizards plus one, over under 212. I would pick the Raptors and the over under of 212, I would pick the under. And uh, my spread, I would have the Raptors minus three, Wizards plus three, over, under, 200, five and a half. I would pick the under, and I still would pick the Raptors. I expect a much lower scoring game. I do have 200 total points. I really do expect a lower scoring game in this matchup. Fantasy Outlook. I have Brad DeBill getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. Gary Trent getting 40 to 50 points. Same with Trev Van Vliet, 40 to 50 fantasy points. And Daniel Gafford, 30 to 35 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think 555 percent in favor of Toronto is reasonable. Since again, Washington is four games ahead of Toronto and a top worst team in the comp and the in the standings and in the conference. But I did the Raptors match up really well against them, like I did say on my Coburn's catch. So I would give this uh, percentage a period. That is going to do it for today's episode. I did want to give you a quick stat, though. I did say at the end, I didn't really add it in my preview. I just kind of said it, you know, sometimes every now and then in the last episode. I said if Evan Mobley had 10 or more points, then the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to win the points in the paint um, statistic. They're going to have more points in the paint. I said if he had under 10 points, then they would not win the points in the paint statistic for, you know, total points in the paint in that game. Well, I was right. I think we had under 10 points, And the Wizards won the points in the paint matchup. So I am proud of myself for that. But in general, I am 11-12 on my predictions. And I honestly, you know, I'm actually hoping I fall to 11-13 as I do want the Wizards to win. Again, recap, not a great game against the Cavaliers. Not a great stretch for them. However, this is a really good basketball club. Just a couple improvements, including maybe a possible win tonight against the Raptors. And just coming up in general, a couple improvements, including ball movement, defense, and shooting. Could get the Wizards back up into a team that everyone has to worry about. Uh, like they were in the beginning of the season hope you guys did enjoy this episode if you did subscribe follow, share with you you guys are going to get two episodes of whiz talk with chase after the 100th episode of Wiz talk with chase trying to plan some things for that trying to make that special so please look, look forward to that if you haven't checked out my interview with justin kutcher part one or part two i please check that out i really would appreciate it enjoy uh enjoy the game tonight and of course as always i'll see you next time peace